These days, it's pretty difficult to run traditional focus groups where people sit around a table and share their thoughts about a topic. Uh, in this post-COVID-19 world, many of us are concerned that the others in the room might actually share more than just their ideas with us, and we might catch COVID-19 ourselves. Or our organisational policies have actually changed, and they're much more likely to ask whether it's really necessary to have a physical face-to-face -face meeting, uh, which is mostly a good thing. So what do you do when you want to run focus groups and online is the better option? Recently, we've had fun running a bunch of online focus groups and had a variety of experiences that we think you'll enjoy hearing about. It's been a great chance for us to try some new things and practice our online facilitation skills. In today's episode, we're going to explore how to design and deliver online focus groups. And we have 10 top, top tips on how to do it effectively. Firstly, let's go through the process of designing and delivering online focus groups. The first step is to be crystal clear on why we're doing it and what we want to get from it. That is, know the purpose. In our case, we were involved with delivering a national RD&E project in Australia, and we needed to delve deeper into the results from a large survey we'd recently conducted. We wanted to validate those results and also tease out some of the thinking or rationale behind them. Fortunately, we'd thought about focus group recruitment, and towards the end of that survey, we asked if the respondents would be interested in further discussing the topic. That meant we had a purpose for the focus groups and we already had some potential participants. The second step is designing. This is key for any effective activity and we've referred to this as an important principle on a number of occasions. We initially planned to run some physical focus groups, but with the ongoing disruption due to COVID-19, we decided to run them all online. We chose to run several online focus groups and hoped to have five or six participants at each. We were concerned that if we had more people than that, then they might not have enough time to share their thoughts and ideas with us. We've previously uh, talked about how the ideal number of people for a breakout room is actually four. And our rule of thumb is to have between five and 10 people. We had five key questions to ask, and while we might have been able to do that in an hour, we decided to go for 90 minutes. Doing a bit of maths showed us that in an hour, each person would only have 2.4 minutes per question, whereas with 90 minutes, they would have 3.6 minutes. Plus, we thought it better to invite people for 90 minutes and allow them to leave early if necessary, rather than invite them for just an hour and then have to ask them to stay late. We've never heard anyone complain about a short meeting yet. Sometimes it's tricky to get the right number of people in each group beforehand without 101 emails or phone calls. To get around this, we created a simple survey with just three questions. The person's contact details, the industry in which they primarily work, and a multiple choice question asking which one of the dates and times best suited them. As each of the time options filled, it was removed from the list. It's a shame that SurveyMonkey can't automate that, so we just kept an eye on the results and manually removed each option once we had enough people. 
Thirdly, preparation. In this instance, the preparation wasn't just about us as organizers, but about the participants as well. We wanted to maximize the amount of participant discussion during the focus group. So we used a flip learning approach, which we've covered in an earlier episode. We emailed the participants some preliminary reading so they'd be familiar with the topic. Uh, we provided a range of options, a three-page summary of the survey results, the full survey report, and we also provided a link to a short seven-minute video where we outlined the results. We also sent them the key questions beforehand, allowing them to think about them before they came and maybe jot down some ideas if they felt like it. We know that this isn't usual practice for traditional focus groups, but we thought it'd be helpful for those who, like us, like to reflect on questions before answering them. We hope this would help maximize the quality and quantity of conversation during the discussion, as we felt people would have had their answers ready, reducing the number of those sometimes pregnant pauses that occur during these discussions. We sent the participants calendar invitations for the Zoom meetings uh, to help ensure good attendance. We also sent personalized text messages to the participants an hour or two before each event, saying how much we were looking forward to hearing their ideas. We appreciate that some people might be working in the field and might easily miss the automated reminder email that was sent an hour before the event. A text message still gets our attention, especially if it's personalized. Here's an example of what we said. Thanks, Joe, for agreeing to attend today's online focus group. I'm really looking forward to hearing your ideas soon. Cheers, John. The fourth step is delivery. This is the fun bit. For each focus group, we entered the Zoom meeting about 10 minutes early to chat about the process and remind ourselves who would be attending. That helped to focus our attention on it and to feel present for the participants. At the allocated time or a few minutes beforehand, we allowed the participants to join the meeting and we casually chatted with each person. We think this helped them relax, to feel valued, and also allowed us to check that the audio feeds were working properly. A pretty important thing, John. <laughs> uh, we then moved into the formal part of the focus group and said something like the following. Welcome along. It's great to have you participating in today's focus group. We've allowed 90 minutes, so you should each get a good opportunity to share your thoughts and ideas with us. Please keep your webcams on and mute yourself when you're not speaking. One of us will be facilitating the session today while the other takes notes and asks the occasional question. We'll send you a draft of the overall focus group report and it won't attribute any names to the comments. So please speak freely with us today and share your real thoughts and ideas. And boy, Denise, didn't some of them share their actual thoughts and ideas? I thought it was really good. We then gave a bit of a prelude to each question and then clearly stated the question we wanted them to answer. Instead of sitting back and awkwardly waiting for someone to respond, we directed the question to particular participants. To ensure the same person didn't always go first or last, we mixed up the order in which we invited the participants to respond. This also helped keep it a fairly natural, free-flowing discussion. After each couple of questions, the facilitator checked with the note taker to see if they had any questions or comments. This allowed them to check if their notes were correct and to ask interesting follow-up questions. 
towards the end of the session, we asked if they had any final thoughts or extra material they hadn't yet been able to add. We also invited them to comment on the process and whether they felt they'd had enough time to share their thoughts um, with us. And it was pleasing to hear that most enjoyed the process and many particularly commented that they appreciated seeing the questions beforehand. Uh, it seems that, some, that most had either read the summary document and or watched the short video, and a few did say they'd read the full report too, which was great to hear. We concluded by thanking them and letting them know we'd send them a draft report once all the focus groups had been run. We're pleased to say that all the sessions finished either on time or slightly early. While initially we were thinking we could do it in 60 minutes, we're really glad we went for the 90 minutes as it allowed much more relaxed conversations. Lastly, we did some follow-up. We sent emails after each session, thanking them for their time and valuable contributions. Uh, we also included a link to some supplementary material we thought they might find interesting. Uh, and we reminded them that we'd send them the draft report to review. The focus groups were a lot of fun to deliver, Denise, and we learned a few things along the way. So here are our top 10 tips from our experience. Firstly, don't be afraid of running your focus groups in an online environment. They can work really well and with good facilitation can produce results equal to the traditional physical ones. And remember, we're still seeing the faces of the participants. So technically, it is still a face-to-face -face event. As ours was a national project, Zoom was a really easy way to get people involved, especially as no one needed to travel or find overnight accommodation. And think of all the carbon emissions that we saved. Definitely, John. <laughs> Keeping the sessions to 90 minutes was a realistic time commitment to ask of the participants. Any less and we would have been rushed. And any more, it might have been difficult to find enough people to commit to the extra time. So it is worthwhile taking the time to do some maths and make sure everyone will have enough time to talk. Using an online survey for people to indicate which dates and times would work for them saved us a heap of admin time. Otherwise, there would have been lots of phone calls or emails to sort it all out. We'll be using this approach again shortly based on our positive experience. You might ask why we aren't using a doodle poll as that's often used in these situations. It's because in this future one, particularly, we need a suitable mix of people from different industries and also those who undertake different roles. With an online survey, you can easily add those as different questions and then download the results into an Excel spreadsheet and then slice and dice them to get the desired mix of attendees. Uh, reminders are necessary. We thought that having the time as a calendar appointment would be sufficient, but we quickly learned that extra reminders were needed. Use email and text reminders so that there's no reason for a participant to forget about the focus group. Introductions are critical, not just the facilitators, but each participant, as this helps build an environment where participants feel comfortable sharing. In one of the groups we had, that the participants ended up sharing their email addresses with each other in the chat box as they'd gotten interested in the work that the others were involved in and they wanted to keep in touch. It was really cool to see John. <laughs> Having one person asking the questions and another person acting as scribe 
worked really well for us. While we could have recorded the Zoom sessions, we'd still need to type up the summaries. Uh, of course, the more expensive Zoom plans do provide automatic transcription, but you then end up with a lot of words that you need to summarize anyway. Um, and so for us, having a second person asking supplementary questions worked really well. It can be hard to keep track of who has already answered the question. So for each session, we used a table which lists the participants down the left-hand side and the question numbers across the top. Then as each person responded, the facilitator simply placed a tick in the appropriate box. This was particularly helpful when we kept changing the order in which we asked people to respond. Following on from this, we need to allow time to check whether anyone has a response to anything that's been said by another participant. Um, this is where having two people facilitating is really handy, as often the second person can see if someone has unmuted and wants to add something. In our case, we both kept an eye on whether participants were unmuting, um, putting their hand up or indicating in some way that they wanted to speak. We got some real nuggets from these conversations, so it's worth Worth making sure we have a bit of time to go off script. Take the time to get feedback on the process. As any good evaluator knows, when you have a captive audience, take the opportunity to get some monitoring and evaluation data. In this case, we were pleasantly surprised by the positive feedback that we didn't need to adjust anything. But if the first couple of groups had indicated we needed to change things, we had the opportunity to then do so. And finally, have fun. We were talking about serious issues, but we tried to help the participants relax and enjoy the process. On reflection, we thought the online environment works just as well, if not better, than traditional in-person focus groups. We found that the amount of discussion and sharing of information was equivalent, and participants were easily able to chime in with extra comments. There was certainly good banter around some of the topics. Doing them online allowed us to access a much wider range of people than who would probably have attended a physical event, especially as we were targeting people across Australia with many people joining in from regional areas. I guess that's one of the few silver linings from the COVID-19 epidemic. People are now much more comfortable interacting online than they were just two years ago. So there you have it, our 10 tips for running effective online focus groups. And now you've heard our thoughts, so we'd like to hear yours. Add a comment below the blog post and tell us about your experiences with running online focus groups, including any tips and further ideas. We don't want this just to be a one-way conversation. Join in by sharing your thoughts and ideas with us. Thanks, folks, for joining us on this Enablers of Change episode. Remember to subscribe to our newsletter if you'd like to know when new episodes are available. And if you liked what you've heard, please tell your friends so they can join in the conversation. All the best until we meet again.